All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. All right, after a four-day break, the NHL returned last night with a bevy of games in action. But that said, the Leafs are still off for a couple days and a Leafs game day. We still await it uh, on Friday when they visit the Columbus Blue Jackets. Presented by Points Back Canada and Montana's, it's the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. What's up, Rosie? I was a winner last night, by the way. Already on track here. You're such a dick. Like, you hit the, <laughs> you lob up the softballs at minus 180 and act like you're bringing down the house or something like that. Congratulations. It's great. I actually go for real money, but it's, it's neat. I enjoy it. It's, I'm just excited for this, uh, for this show this morning, buddy. Just like you in the show, just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. That's what I do in the betting uh, landscape, too. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You're like, uh, ish or whatever on, uh, that poker movie just keep grinding out that rent money buddy <laughs> all grinding baby uh so you mentioned a blockbuster show for you today we have blockbuster shows all the time but we're going to talk about crosby's comments at all-star weekend we've got listener question answer and the feature presentation <laughs> bruce boudreau former toronto maple leaf uh, will stop by in about 10 minutes from now to touch on all things toronto maple leafs uh if there's one thing i did enjoy from my two years covering the leafs as they're uh you know, game day host was number one working with Gord Stelic, who's an absolute legend. And the fact that he's really good friends with Bruce Boudreaux had Gabby on quite a bit and just talking hockey and talking Leafs with Gabby is like the best thing in the world, whether it's the NHL or the Leafs. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Uh, we have him on in about uh, 10 minutes or so. We just uh, connected with him. Just an absolute gem. Talk some wrestling already, but he's fired up to be on here and, uh, and talk some Leafs. Yeah, damn right, man. It's uh, I'm excited to get into that so we can bang off these first couple of uh, topics and get right to the, the meat of the episode. 
I like it. So first and foremost, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, also, as you all know by now, we're in the process of migrating over to our very own YouTube page. We just hit 300 subs the other day, so fired up about that. Make sure to subscribe and like, as you see on your screen there, uh, courtesy producer Alex at the Leafs Nation 401 at the Leafs Nation 401. Make sure to subscribe because sooner rather than later, we will be going over there permanently in the show. The live show will be taking place there as well. So thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. All right, so topic number one, and you brought this to the table yesterday. We were going back and forth uh, via text on what to talk about in a bye week for the Leafs. It can't be too Leafs heavy because there's not much going on as we get set for their arrival back onto the NHL scene on Friday and Saturday. So I thought there was some curious comments, and, and good on you to flag this, but Sidney Crosby, of course, uh, the great Sidney Crosby, called for a change to the playoff format at All-Star Weekend, admitting he prefers the old playoff format. You see it on the screen there, courtesy Tim and Friends. Fantastic show. I've been on there. Um, you know, he thought it made more sense, at least in his opinion, to go back to what worked before. How do you view things? Do you like the current format or the old format, Rosie? Yeah, I really don't like the new format, man. I mean, with the wild card and the it's just within the division it's just so boxed in and it's hard to, it's hard because back back before when it was one through eight on in the conference you know people would be like man you know like say the calgary flames would never play the oilers in the playoffs and they did last year and it was just a fantastic series and all of western canada or alberta was all jacked up about it and you can get those those battles going on and they're trying to get some in-conference rivalries going i understand why they went to it um, but like, let's be honest, man, you're playing 82 games, an entire season that that's, that's just like months and months and months and months of grinding. And you, you just don't seem to get anything for it. You get thrown into the playoffs. I mean, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. I know we're a Leafs eccentric show and we get heat for bitching all the time, but it's, yeah. it's what we're looking at. Right. And it is what it is, but we've known that we're going to play the, the, the Tampa Bay lightning since what Christmas. It's just like well, what, what, what are we yeah. what are we grinding for four and five months more for? What are we banging up our bodies like? What are we trying to get? We know that the only thing that matters is that first round of playoffs and the playoffs in general. And you're gonna you know who you're playing, and it's kind of shitty. And I mean the the Toronto Maple Leafs have been third, second, fourth in the NHL in the whole league all year long. And again, they're gonna run like the last three years that like they're running into you know. We ran into the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been to the Stanley Cup Finals three times in a row. If you're finishing yeah. in the top of the NHL, you shouldn't run into a team of that caliber that early. You just shouldn't. You should face a you know one of the bottom tier teams, and you know those teams can still beat you. But run through them and then build your way up to you know the second and third round, and then we see who rises to the top for the Stanley Cup Finals and. I just, I totally agree with Sidney Crosby, man. I think it should be kind of a one through eight and it should be rewarded for what you did over that grind of an 82 game season. Cause at the end of the day, that's really what's showing. I mean, a seven game series is the ultimate of like what, what your team is, but over 82 games a season for a whole year, that's really like your, your group of work for a hockey team and to not get rewarded for that and to have that mean less, I just don't think is right. 
Yeah, not to play devil's advocate right now, uh, but this is how it would play out in the old format, one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four and five. It would be Boston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Washington, the Devils and the Rangers would be outstanding. And you know who four and five would be? The Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you have flawed oh, logic, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Cheers me, right, for not doing my homework. But nonetheless, no, it's, in general, yeah, yeah. that's better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But to that point, though, what I do remember specifically about the 3-6 and the 1-8 matchups were the fact that those Carolina teams would have like 70 points and win the Southeast Division and be, you know, have home ice in the first round. It made no sense. So I think with anything they institute, there's going to be pros and cons. So all I say is be careful what you wish for. That's all I'm saying, Rosie. Uh, 100%. Nothing's perfect. I'm not screaming that this is insanity and how are we not doing it the other way. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying after, you know, grinding over the standings for the last little while, you look at it and you're like, it would kind of be nice if it was. And not just because it benefits the Maple Leafs, but because it just seems right where, you know, again, I go back to the analogy of the, the Toronto Blue Jays being in their division with, you know, especially, you know, a decade back where it was the Boston red Sox and the and the yankees and it was just impossible it didn't matter what team mm -hmm. the toronto blue jays fielded they just had no chance in that division and i i get senses of that in hockey and i don't i don't think it's right i really want the best team to rise to the top and to have the best chance and you know the alternative to that is hey if you're the best you got to beat the best so it doesn't matter if it's in the first round or the third or fourth you're gonna have to run through a guy but it's just tough when you're in a division where it's really stacked and you're top handful in the league and you got to face, you know, Stanley Cup champion caliber material in the first round every single year. So let me ask you this question. We're going to skip over the listener queue, producer Alex, if you're listening and get to Gabby momentarily. But like, let me ask you this question. Uh, should the league listen more? Should they be more coherent? Maybe that's a, too strong of a word, but they sh should they listen more to their star players when they when they speak up about you know conversations like this one? I think they do. I think they're pretty. I think they got their hand on the pulse a little bit, and and, and they understand what's going on. And you know, social media these days and player influence is as big as it's ever been because it's out there in the open and, and it can go viral and you can see how many people gravitate towards, you know, a suggestion like that of Sidney Crosby's and, you know, Sidney Crosby, he's no guy that's just off the cuff throwing, you know, whatever into the wind. He is calculated and he understands the weight of his comments. And for him to say that, I believe that he really believes that it should be that way. And for him to stand on a podium at all-star game and give that comment he knows very well that people are going to be listening and i think the nhl does a good job of of uh adapting to things they make changes they are not the old guard that just sits there and and is stubborn and won't listen to anyone and is stuck in the stone ages they're not that way they they understand how things yeah. are going and 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 they're willing to listen and they've made tons of changes over the course of you know forever they're constantly modifying their league and the way things operate and i got no qualms with them it's just uh it's just another stone in the in the mix that uh you know crosby said hey what about this i think that this is remember this remember this this was kind yeah. of uh this was kind of fair so take yeah. it for what it's worth i think the nhl does a good job of adapting though yeah I, i'm just curious uh you know what they do over the next couple of years a lot of people have been calling for a change to the playoff format i'm just saying be careful what you wish for because again you look and you're like oh it's toronto and tampa still because it seems like it's the folks over in toronto here in this beautiful market 
who do the most complaining. And then it doesn't matter to me. You know this. I've covered this team for X amount of years. They lost to Columbus. They lost to Montreal. They lost to Boston. They lost. They can lose to anybody is what I'm saying. So I really could not care less who they play. And I always like the old Ric Flair adage to be the best. You got to beat the best. So bring on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Meantime, Montanus is bringing back the viewing party with Daily Deals in 2023. It's Tuesday, which means $5 tacos. And don't forget, we're also giving away a $50 gift card to Montana's on Friday. We gave away 25 bucks last week. It's 50 bucks this week. Here's that enter for your chance to win. Like this post, uh, follow Montana's BBQ and TLN DC um, on uh, social media and tag your friends in the comments. Each comment is an entry. And uh, again, Rosie will be giving away the, uh, the $50 gift card on Friday on this show. Yeah, for some reason, that just uh, turns my crank to, to start a good date night, 50 <laughs> bucks at Montana's. My wife was like, why did you tell everyone that we met at a bar? And I was like, cuz, baby, that was, a, that was a good night of dancing on the, on the dance floor. That's why. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Ta tacos. Ta that taco thing, it's always rib night or half night wing night. The taco night, $5 tacos. Like... Dude, if you live in, like, I'm assuming that's around Ontario and Toronto. It's not cheap to live there. You roll into a nice place like Montana's and $5 tacos, and you can just destroy as many of those as you want with a $50 gift card. It's a pretty good deal, man. Don't I don't mind it at all. You, you know what I also don't mind? Today's guest, uh, salt of the earth. So happy to bring in the one and only <clears throat> Bruce Boudreaux. Gabby, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Well, uh, I'm fine, but not much is going on. I can tell you that much. With me, I know anyway. you're watching the game. Yeah, bored, I know you're watching Bruce, the game. What do you do with your days? Well, you know what? I know this is going to be hard to believe, but I just got back from the gym. Uh, oh boy. Okay. And uh, but the rest of the day, there's I'll go watch our. Uh, I got a junior team here in Hershey. I'll go watch them practice at one o'clock today, and uh, then I'll come back and I'll get ready to watch the games tonight and see how it goes. Did you uh, did you happen to check out last night's slate, Gabby? Yeah, I, I watched most of the games. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the, the I watched mostly the Ranger game. I, I really get intrigued. Uh, I think they're a really good hockey club, and I wanted to see if Calgary was is you know they've got to step it up in my mind uh, to you know to, to to make the playoffs, let alone uh, be the the juggernaut they they were last year. So I mean. They're, they're always interesting to, to watch, and I think they're starting to step it up a little bit. Markstrom's starting to play a lot better, and so I like watching that game. Um, and then I watched Minnesota and, and Arizona at the end uh, before I went to bed. But other than that, just flicked back and forth between the other games. What did you? Uh, what do you think of the Horvat fit with with the Islanders? Obviously, they get the victory, but they're really, really struggling to, to score goals right now. Gabby, I was seeing they they've scored two or less in eight straight and thirteen of fourteen. I don't know how you do that. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't either. I read that because that was another game I was uh, paying attention to just to watch Bo. But I mean, uh, um, uh that that's pretty hard to do and i mean if you look at their players they got some pretty good players there so i mean it's uh it's hard to imagine them getting two two or under but the the one thing i did notice about them is they they're so stingy defensively they think defense before offense so a lot of times they don't take your chance to get the goal Okay, instead of going in, I'm gonna stay out and, and make sure back and and uh, that's for one thing. But Bull will they scored a power play last night for the first time in a opportunity. Bull help power play. I mean, I think and, and I've told a, a lot of people this that uh, other Pavelski I used to play in, uh, when I was in Anaheim and watched him a lot. Um, that Bull's probably as good a tipper in front of the net. Uh, on the power play, on the shot passes and everything else, as anybody in the league. And I think got 11 or 12 uh, shot tip goals. And uh, when Dobson's taking shots from the point, it just gives you that added uh, advantage there. And he's really good in the bumper position, and he's got such a great release. So I think it should help the Islanders score some more goals. But if you if you watch the game, even when they had the two to one lead, you watch every team when they pull the goalie, everybody goes for the empty net. The Islanders were just looking to dump the puck out at the red line. They weren't going for the empty net. So I mean, that's just the mindset that they've got, I think, uh uh going forward. Rosie? Yeah, just protect and play defense first. Uh Bruce, we appreciate you coming on, man. I know you've had a lot of uh media you know, asks of you lately, but I, I went a little bit deep in your hockey DB and kind of geeked out a little bit there uh, <laughs> a few days ago. And I mean, if you go back to your Marlboro days, Bruce, you've been, you've been involved very much so in a high level of hockey for 50 years now. And I mean, as a Toronto boy to grow up where you did and to play for the Maple Leafs and to have the playing career that you did, and then just to step into coaching the way you did and to, you know, eclipse even your playing career as far as amount of years and, and time in the NHL with coaching. It's it, it's really impressive to me. I don't think you could scour Toronto and find a, a guy with, with more experience than you do. And I wanted to pick your brain about kind of that mid to late 70s, early 80s when you were playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think everyone uh, would kind of like to hear, you know, if you go back to that, what was the culture like on that team? What was it like to play for the Maple Leafs 
in Toronto, you know, the ownership, who was on your team. Can you give us a little insight of being on the Maple Leafs during that era? Well, the best, yeah, thanks, Jay. Um, uh, the, the best years were the 78, 79 uh, Leafs and maybe 77, 78 when Roger Nielsen took over. Um, uh, you know, the culture was, I mean, it was, it was a pretty serious time in, in Leaf hockey. And, and the, the biggest problem was that the Montreal Canadiens were in the same league. Um, and they probably had, you know, the 77 Canadians, maybe the greatest team of all time. Yeah. But uh, Leafs were really good back then. And, I mean, they, they were led, obviously, by Daryl Sittler, and, uh, who still was, uh, to me, is an amazing captain. Um, and I'll give you an example of, of what a good captain will do here is, uh, I remember being called up that year, and I was actually going pretty good. I think I had like 23 points in 25 games or something like that. And uh, and I was starting to think I was a pretty good player at that point. And, and I would be one of the last guys on the ice uh, for practice, one of the first guys to leave. And I remember uh, leaving early one day, or as soon as practice was over, uh, go, going off and, and come running after me. It was Daryl grabbed me by the throat and you know or the jersey and put me up against the wall and he said listen he says i'm the best player on the team i'm the first one on and the last one off you're never ever going to get better if you don't stay on and work on things uh after practice and i just looked at him and i was in like shock but it stayed with me and resonated with me the rest of my life and i don't think i was ever the last one off or i i think probably the first one on ever since that day but i mean that's what that's what the the kind of locker room he had. Uh, I mean, you add Dan Maloney to that, who was the same, who was you came from Detroit, was the captain of the Red Wings, and you had the Tiger Williamses and the Lanny McDonalds and the Boreas Salmings. I mean, it was it was a really tight team, and you know, I mean, we had to be tight the the one year that we beat the Islanders in seven games. But then again, you run into the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, uh, I think it was very similar to a Leaf team of today's era whereas in the playoffs you run into a team that's you're just you're 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 a really good team but you run into a great team and i think that's uh that's what it was like back then i mean i could never stick there but i mean uh uh, for any length the team the 78 team i think i was there the the whole year but i sat out half the time myself but uh uh, that was the most fun i'd had in, in hockey playing with the leafs for that whole year so you coach against this uh, Leafs team, as you mentioned earlier on this season. Uh, what do you make of this current edition of the team? And do you think they have a legit shot this year? I, I really do. I mean, uh, to me, they're a top five team in the NHL. And, uh, um, and you know, I mean, I think their goaltending is a lot better this year. Uh, I think they play a, a way more of a defensive game. I mean, if you look in the, the past few years, uh, it was run and gun, and they let their top six just score and uh, but I think if you look at them now they're they're in the top 10 defensively in the league and that's what you have to be you have to be you look at the the best defense teams and they're the teams that are at the, up the top and I think they, they've got a you know I mean I think Sheldon's done a great job of of really sort of saying okay this might be we could tweak this here and tweak that there and this will become a better team and I think they have and uh, I think they'll be a really tough out in the in the playoffs but unfortunately, I mean, as you guys were talking before I came on, I mean, uh, in the first round, it's going to be two of the best teams in the NHL going at it. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have my own thoughts, by the way, on on the 
the tri- on the um, on the you know the playoffs and in the format. So just like Can Sydney hear does, that? but I mean, yeah, I love it. I mean, telling everybody who I think like I mean, there's two things that hockey hockey keeps um, wanting is more revenue, and uh, um, and, and they got to reward teams for um, being the best. And I look at I look at baseball. They have a one one game playoff. Okay, and uh, uh, but the the thing with that one game playoff is they have to use their best pitcher. So when they start the next round, I mean they're starting at a disadvantage because they usually yeah. don't have their best pitcher uh, pitching until maybe game four uh, of the playoffs. And there's only a and it's only a three out of five. And the same thing with basketball is if you look at there's a play in game and that team usually plays against a top seed. And has very little chance. Matter of fact, they've never won that play-in game. Uh, a 16 seed has never uh, beat a one. So I mean, and I agree with you that the season is such a grind. There has to be a better reward for the teams that end up in first place. And I would think, like, if you had a two out of three um, series, and uh, to for the eighth place and the ninth place team, and then they've got to start right away against the the top team in the the division with a day off and they don't have uh, that time to scout them or or prepare for them that gives the the number one seed an advantage but i think they do, they've earned it over six months they've yeah. earned an advantage not because if you look at home ice doesn't even mean that much anymore um i've been yeah. fortunate or unfortunate to win eight division titles and every time we've lost it's been in a game seven and we've been the home team and yeah. so uh it, it, it it's not that much you need a more of an advantage almost like it was in the in the early 80s when one played 16 in the playoffs um but i mean that's uh i think i think something could give where the 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 top seed has more of an advantage over the bottom seed and toronto versus tampa there's not much difference in either one and one of the best one team that could win the stanley cup is going to be out in the first round Exactly. It's go it seven. seems like yeah. there's too many good teams that are going to be out in the first round because someone has to win. And you know as well as anybody, Bruce, like that grind of the regular season, my God, are you telling me you're not going to give any cadence to that? You're not going to reward anything for someone that, that, that puts together everything that you have to do to get to the top of the barrel in a regular season nhl season it's just it's there's not enough reward for it and and again you can be the guy that the team that kind of doesn't get it done and and you're kind of well matched against your first round opponent it's not really fair and it's not really why we play those 82 games it seems like yeah i mean uh, this is it's an, an anomaly with the leafs in tampa but i mean uh yeah. uh i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean um teams are uh, divisions are, are they're like in the Pacific Division, for example. The, there's three teams that are within one point of each other, and they they've got a battle all the way to the to the wire. But the Toronto Tampa thing, like you said, is has been decided since Christmas basically, and now they just got to maintain and not get hurt and keep up with the Joneses, stay in their position. So that's when they that's who they know they're going to play. Um, and and sometimes I would think that. Uh, it would it, it might be tough to mentally just keep when they know where they're already set up. 
So, Gabby, we're, we're less than a, a month away now from the trade deadline. I was just curious, as somebody who's a head coach in this league, what type of role the head coach has in the process of sort of deliberating upon what players to target, which, uh, you know, what players not to? And also, along those lines, what do you think the Leafs should look at adding between now and the deadline? Um, well, I, I think uh, the head coach for, uh, depends on who the GM is, quite frankly, uh, uh, as to what kind of role you play in. But I would think... Uh, uh, any uh, good coach and good GM relationship, they would be doing a lot of talking uh, on a daily basis, and and they would know uh, what they need to target, who the what the um, weakness is on their team, and where we could go. And I mean, but it's a really it's a tough line because if you've got a really good team, you really got to worry about two chemistry, which means that, which is an awful lot too. So you don't want to upset the apple cart. So it's a there's a lot of talking going on. That's why you know they start talking trades in October and November, but it doesn't get done till March uh, because there's a lot of lot of things that go into this into these trades. But I mean, I think a good GM and a good coach they find out what they need. They need they try to identify it over the other 31 teams and see if they can't get it done. Um, as far as the Leafs are concerned, I mean. They've improved the goaltending. Their defensive game is great. They've got they got still some of the most uh, dynamic and best uh, offensive players in the league. I mean, and even they've taken an extra step, quite frankly, uh, with the the year Nylander's having. I mean, he's he's jumped right into the the Marner Matthews uh, to me yeah. conversation as to who's the best in that team. So, uh, but what is the what wins? It's like in in baseball, it's pitching, and uh, you know, in in hockey, it's goaltending and defense. In, in the end, and uh, uh, you can never not need another great defenseman. Um, uh, Giordano's having a really good year, but he's almost forty years old. And when you're thinking about playing into June, you gotta gotta wonder how much he's gonna have left in the tank. Brody's getting older. Uh, I don't know if Muzzin will be Muzzin will be back at all. So I mean. To me, they could always use a really good player. Um, who it would be, I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, their their forward lines seem really good. They score an awful lot of goals when they want to. Uh, but uh, I think they could use somebody to help Morgan Riley on the power play a little bit and, uh, and also be a, a good shutdown guy. So if I was to focus on something, it would be a defenseman. So Bruce, knowing uh, what you know with your history, I was uh, when you agreed to come on the show. A guy, Luke Shen, texted me and said, "Hey, uh, Bruce is a beauty." Tell him I said hi. Knowing what you know about him so intimately, do you think he'd be a good fit to go back to Toronto? I mean, I can't say enough about the way that guy has kept himself in the league and adapted to the the new style of play and become like that veteran physical presence that's got leadership qualities as well. Well, now he's a scoring machine. He got a goal and assist last <laughs> night. So, there you go. Um, this, Luke, Luke was one of my favorite players, and uh, uh, I don't know what the plans are with him, but uh, he would be a welcome addition to any team. I think there's a reason yeah. Tampa wanted him um, uh, for you know even even last year uh, they they were looking for him uh, you know and and it wasn't nothing was done but. Um, uh, Luke Shen is going to be a guy that's wanted by a lot of teams. His, his attitude is perfect. His, uh, yeah. his work ethic is perfect. So, I mean, uh, um, it, you know, he, he, he's going to be a wanted guy. 
I don't know yeah. if he wants to move him, but he, he's going to be a wanted guy. For sure. Um, I was just going to ask you to wrap. So I put out a funny tweet, I thought, last week about you potentially going to the TNT panel. Uh, what's next for you? Would you be open to media again? And if TNT came calling, would you answer that call, Gabby? Well, I mean, I'll answer any any call from hockey people on work. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not a question i mean um i you know what I, I, it's retirement or anything like that has never been really something that uh, uh that i ever want to think of i mean i was home two days when my wife was phoning my agent said get him out of the house <laughs> something for him so i mean uh, you know i think i'm going to start going back to the nhl network again which i did when I wasn't working time. Uh, and then after that, uh, what happens? I mean, uh, I always still want to get in the game. I still always have the passion for it. So you never know what's going to happen, but uh, hopefully something good happens down the road. I have well, a Gabby, feeling you're not, absolutely... yeah. done, uh, you're not even close to done. You're not even close to done coaching. I have a funny feeling there, Bruce. Oh. Well, I appreciate start? it. Oh, yeah. Like, Jay, you were in Norfolk when I was in Anaheim, but you didn't come to camp. Yeah, I remember that during the lockout there. I was done with Toronto. Hey, and, can uh, you hear me? Yeah, we're chopping up a little bit right now, but uh, no, I remember Am I losing your, your you guys. I got you now. Can you hear us? Ah, shit, are we glitching? Yeah, I, yeah, I think we lost. Yeah. Um, sorry, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, we're just, if you can hear me. We got gotcha. you. Uh, I was commenting on, uh, Jay was Jay was in Norfolk when I was in, uh, at the time. You didn't come to camp, so I didn't really, uh, it was during the lockout, because I, I went down to Norfolk to watch you guys a couple times, so I remember that. So, you did well down there. But, yeah, I remember then, you, Bruce. I had signed late uh, to find somewhere to play during the lockout, and uh wasn't sure what was going to happen when the league started up again. I ended up getting moved to uh, Philadelphia. But I remember uh, a time, I don't remember what rink we were playing in, but I'd been in a couple of fights the night before, and uh, my face had a bunch of jersey burn on it. I was all scraped up, and I just remember you coming up the stairs from the bottom of the glass there, and I was sitting watching something. Uh, we, I don't know where we were. We might have been in Hershey or something, and you'd come up, and I was like, oh, there's Bruce. That's cool. And you sat down right beside me, and you started looking at my face, and you were – analyzing the fight that I was in. You must have watched it on YouTube and you were going over, oh, he was doing this jersey jab shit and that's how much it scrapes you up, eh? We, those jerseys need to be changed. They they mark you up too much and stuff like that. And I was just in shock that like you were that dialed in to know some pigeon playing in your minor league team and to actually look at his fight that he had got in. And from that day on, I knew I was like, that guy's a, that guy's a player's guy, that guy's a people's guy. So we definitely appreciate that. You came on to our, uh, our show today and, uh, Gave us your insight, Bruce. Oh, it was my pleasure. Uh, uh, anything for Nick, you know? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's all good. I'm really happy to do it. And anytime I can talk about the Leafs, you know, I mean, uh, uh, once I'm not working, they're my favorite team again. So it's all good. And hope they hope they succeed this year. Sounds good, Gabby. Uh, we'll talk to you and appreciate it, okay? All righty. Thank you, guys. Thanks. See Bruce. you later. One of the best people in the game right there, Gabby Boudreaux, man. What'd you think? What a beauty! 
Yeah, he's a gem, man. Like, he just loves talking hockey. It's great. That's why I'm mad we got a 30-minute thing. Let's get a two-hour long form going and just pick <laughs> that guy's brain, get a glass of wine in his hand, and let's go. He'd be endless, man. It'd be so fun. But, oh, no, that was wicked, man. Yeah, tons of fun. Obviously, uh, you know, got some bits and pieces there with the Leafs his past, too. So I, I think we sprinkled on quite a bit there in 20 minutes. It should be fun to, to listen back and look back at that one. But for now, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points by Canada. All right, so as mentioned, uh, I was a winner to kick off the week, so it's night two. I want to go five for five this week, so I'm going to look at that Tampa-San Jose game. Your boy Luke Shen in the mix there. I like the Tampa Bay Lightning puck line. Plus 100 is the last uh, number I looked at at that game. They're coming off just being shit-pumped last night by the Florida Panthers. It was 7-1. I know Brian Elliott's likely going to play in this game, and not Andre Vasilevsky, who surrendered seven goals in the game for just the third time in his unbelievable career. But I, I expect a bit of a response from Tampa on home ice tonight against a lesser opponent in the San Jose Sharks. So give me the Bolts puck line in that one, Rosie. Well, I like it. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Shanner. He's on the uh, Vancouver Canucks. But hey, it's oh, yeah, a rare, it's time my bad. I, rare time I get to correct you. It's usually me just spouting yeah. off about nothing. But dude, going for five for five, that's ridiculous, man. Good for you. I will stay out of your way. I'm not going to make any comments. You're on fire. I don't care what bets they are. <laughs> You are nailing everything this week. Good for you. You're on another one of those heaters. And honestly, if I was smart, I would actually tail you closer and make mm -hmm. some money because you're hitting a lot of stuff. Like, what is your percentage? Like 85? More? I don't know. I don't even That's keep track of that shit. That's a little bit nuts. Good for you. No, everyone listening, jump on board. He's hot. He's hot. Yeah, and then you say that, and it's like, oh, no, no, thank you. But, uh, yeah, my mistake. Uh, Tampa, of course, Shanner won two cups there. Could potentially go back there. We were just talking about him with Gabby, too. That's why I was stuck in my head. Anyways, let's look at the chat here. Knucklehead, as a Canucks fan, I have two aspirations for the rest of the season. The Canucks bottom out and get a good lottery shot at Bedard, and you boys um, make the second round. So we appreciate that. You never know with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't made the second round in almost two decades, so I wouldn't hold your breath on that front. And uh, he also writes in, Bruce, there it is. A lot of love for Bruce Boudreaux. You're a good coach, says Jim. Just in a bad situation. How would you coach to improve performance of Leaf D-Man? Well, we touched on the Leafs a bit. Um, I think that's the one thing that stood out for me in the interview is that his respect and love for Toronto's back end, which has been a really good story this season. They've been really, really stealth defensively, and nobody really talks about it because of the guys they have up front, right? Well, yeah. I mean, every year... It seems like what happens in the playoffs is they can't score that big goal to win the game. So it becomes, you know, that is important for sure. But I think historically their downfall has kind of been their goaltending and their defense. And I really believe they have solved those. And I mean, if you talk to guys who have played in one cups and stuff like that, they will say that just go through go through the years man you do not win without big boy defense and good goaltending it just doesn't happen it's yeah. almost impossible to win the stanley cup in the manner that you have to go through that that war to get there without defense and, and goaltenders and i i think they've updated that and bruce obviously touched on that too and, and he agrees and i think he was touching on maybe uh, another another solid d-man to kind of take that muzzin spot you know, to help yeah. out Gio and some of those guys to really solidify. And then all you can do is hope that your big boys are, are scoring lots of goals in the playoffs, man. I think I think we got the team to, to get to the second. I mean, why are we even talking about this, man? We got the team to get to the second round of the playoffs. They're third in the league all goddamn year. They're one of the best teams in the world. 
and we're talking about can they get to the second round? It's it's the weirdest thing in the world. It is, but it just shows you the parity in this league, and it shows you that division specifically with uh, them looking up to link up again with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then if you move past them, it's probably the Boston Bruins. But again, bring it on, and we'll see what happens in the spring. And also, we close in on the trade deadline. That'll be a, a big topic of uh, focus for us here on the show over the next little while to see what the Leafs do before the trade deadline, before things get really, really serious into the stretch drive into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Great job today, Rosie. I know, I know you're not with us tomorrow. I believe you'll have another edition of uh, Three Hits with Rosie. And I guess the next time we chat, I guess face-to-face will be Thursday. Rock and roll. Looking forward to it. That was a fun show tonight. Good job getting Bruce on. What a beauty, man. Uh, can't wait to see where he lands up in the hockey world. It'll be somewhere cool. So uh, that was fun, man. See you on Thursday. Could be Toronto. You never know. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.